Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. That right there is the number one reason people don't plan, because they have a belief that if they create a plan, that the plan is supposed to go as planned. Now, where did you learn in your life? Does anybody remember the moment where they learned that a plan is only useful if it goes according to plan? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. When it comes to the passage of time, beginnings and endings are all made up. The weekend, the new year, even your birthdays, these things really don't exist. In our human society, however, we're hyper-annualized. Memberships, resolutions, taxes, almost everything is constructed around a 365-day cycle. But when we try to plan our lives around a 365-day cycle, it just doesn't work. So to start this series on annual planning, we're going to explore why the structure doesn't serve us in the planning process. What you accomplish in the next year is about to change. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Everything you need to know about planning is in the phrase Happy New Year. I love fractals. Plan to be happy? N- uh, no. <laughs> Let me phrase it in a uh, more clear way. The reason planning doesn't work for most people is exactly because of the thinking behind Happy New Year. What is the thinking behind Happy New Year? What, do, what does everybody think just happened yesterday? Get a whole clean slate. Start off the new year. Yes. Something started. What started? New hey. calendar year. Hey, yes. Too. And is the calendar something that exists essentially in nature? No. No. It's completely made up, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing started. Nothing happened. Right? It's as real as Arbor Day, Flag Day, Puerto Rico Day, Memorial Day. It's all made up. Right? It's all made up. Now, can there be meaningfulness in the making up of it? Sure. But the first thing to get is that it's made up. So what happens when we make up, okay, the because you know there, there's a beginning and ending of a day, right? That's made up. There's the beginning and ending of a month. That's made up. There's the beginning and ending of a quarter. That's made up. But the granddaddy of all time changes and renewals is the new year, right? 
And then occasionally, you know, the, the two, year 2000, right? That was a big deal too, but you don't get that very often. But the, the Holy Grail, right? The ultimate new beginning is the new year. So then what happens? Well, that's the clean slate, as Brady said, right? This is, this, this is the time I will begin the thing. And what's the time horizon? 365 and a quarter days, right? So all of that's made up. Now, how well does it work? <laughs> if you're talking about New Year's resolutions, uh, as, as evidenced by the um, member- gym memberships that you've referred to a few times, yeah. not very well. Yeah, right. But maybe there's other ways that it does work out. I don't know. But it all begins with the time horizon because people identify just even Jamie's questions prompting that we're talking about this. How do you do annual planning? Well, the answer to my answer answer to that question is I don't do annual planning because annual planning sucks because a year's too damn long to stay on track with something. And the, the reason people think in terms of annual planning is we pay our taxes every year and New Year's is such a big deal, right? It's all based on this annual thing, right? So if you look at it from that perspective of like, well, maybe I don't have to do my plans based annually, what actually would be the ideal way of doing it? So that's my preamble. But before we go to the answer to that and how to reconstruct it outside of the made up land of annual thinking and annualized thinking. And yes, I know there is, it is based in some reality, right? The sun is where it was a year ago and all of that is astronomically speaking. There are some, some realities to it, but before we get to the solution, because that would be premature to jump to the solution here, what problems do you guys all have with planning? Because that's what we're going to solve today. We're going to solve all of your planning problems. So what are they? What struggles do you have with planning, annual and otherwise? The first is I didn't have one. Because? I bet you've got great reasons for not having one. No. <laughs> no, I just didn't. I didn't, uh, I didn't do one. I remember when you, know, you were walking me through this many years ago. Like I didn't get that finished then. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a plan since. Okay. If, if I said, uh, what about a plan for a month? When you think about just everybody, just feel into creating a plan for January versus creating a plan for 2018, which is less intimidating. One month. Right. So maybe, maybe one of the reasons, conscious or not, that you haven't had an annual plan is just because it's just been too much. Just like a budget. When I ask people to start budgeting, as some of you already know, I often say, start with one line item, just one thing. Sometimes I'll start people on something other than business. The best thing to budget, especially if you don't budget already, food. Just budget your food dollars for a month in your own personal household. You'll be hooked on budgeting after that. You'll fall in love with it. Okay. I'm seeing where you're coming from because I remember one problem I had a belief I had about the problem was that the year changes so quickly that what could I possibly know about August in January? Yes. But over what I've learned since then, I don't know if that's true, that I don't know enough to plan. And it's more of just a daunting experience. 
Well, you're bringing up two things. Very good. So one is it's daunting to try to think, you know, eight months ahead with incomplete information, but also implicit in what you said is another planning challenge. And that is what? Did anybody hear it? What's the belief? Belief, yeah. Hmm? I've had a belief that budgeting for amount of sales is a a useless endeavor. Because? The story that I tell myself is because I don't know what the market conditions are going to be throughout the year. And because you don't know, an attempt to plan would be? A waste of time or irrational. Yeah, because the plan's not going to do what? Come out that way. That's it. That right there is the number one reason people don't plan. Because they have a belief that if they create a plan, that the plan is supposed to go as planned. Now, where did you learn in your life? Does anybody remember the moment where they learned that a plan is only useful if it goes according to plan? Right. I don't remember where I got that idea, but I got it somewhere, I guess. I, I, th- I read an interview with, the uh, I think it was the captain of the uh, SEAL team that uh, took out bin Laden. He's talking about planning. And they were saying that they love planning. They're really into planning. They prepare and they train and they prepare and they train. And they, they think of every possible thing that could go wrong. And they train contingency plans based on the initial plan. And then he said, inevitably, something else happens. But they, they didn't plan for it. And the, like the helicopter crash that happened in the Osama, they didn't plan for that, right? That was not... But, but what happened was, because they've planned for every possible angle, every possible thing that could go wrong, they handle the arising thing better. You see? Now, pause for a moment. And think about this. Because it's a completely different kind of thinking. Right? When you plan for how to make a cake, that, that planning, and you've got all the ingredients, that, that planning happens in, in what you could think of as a reductionistic type thinking. It's, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, it's going to happen, I'm going to follow the instructions and I'm going to get the result in a linear, logical, the final result is the, the um, sum of all of the parts. That's reductionism, that the whole is the sum of, uh, of its parts. An alternative way of thinking that is also useful in the world is emergent thinking. That's why my last business I called emergent business. Emergent thinking is that the preparation prepares you for any eventuality, any arising thing that may come up, even if you don't uh, plan for that specific uh, arising. So when the uh, SEAL team captain was talking about, we, we plan and we train and we think of every possible thing that could go wrong and we train for that, that's the reductionistic side of it. And then he says, but inevitably something that we didn't think of happens and we're prepared to handle it anyway. What is the connection between preparing for X, Y, and Z possible arisings and then Q arisement happens, but it helps us anyway that we planned? You see, that's the leap our minds can't connect. They go, well... I can understand you prepare for X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, or Z happens and you're ready, but 
How does that help you if Q arises? You didn't prepare for Q. See, that's what our minds can't do because it's beyond reductionism. See what I mean? So we're not familiar with that kind of thinking because school trains us only in thinking reductionistically mostly. And then we think, well, I made a plan and then something happened that I didn't think of and it changed. What was the use of planning in the first place? My guess is that the use of it is it trained your mind in a certain type of thinking that not planning wouldn't have exposed you to. Yes. And all of this, you see how all of this comes down to control? You, if you have an assumption that reality ought to go the way you plan it, then when it doesn't, there'll be a kind of, a kind of mild resentment. Hey, this didn't go the way I wanted it to. What was the use of all that planning? Well, I guess I just don't have nearly the power I thought I did. Forget planning. I'll just yeah. feel guilty about not planning. I must be bad at it. Hi, Jamie. Well, I just the the my drive for a plan now is I can't I couldn't tell you what if we hit any goals we had for last year. And I was asked the question, you know, what goals did you hit last year that you had for last year? I went, crap, I didn't have any. And then I remember the last two years, I've just been reacting. Mm -hmm. Reacting to the market conditions, reacting to client losses, reacting to bad employee hires that were here for too long. Instead of having some sort of vision of where we want to go. And and you just get into this reaction. Mm-hmm. Which leads to the anxiety, yep. this snowball of, uh, of of crap. Yeah, snowball of crap. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a snowball of crap, and sometimes it's a snowball of money. It's accurate. <laughs> so th- that that especially will you'll be prone for that to happen if your if your goals and, and results are too long on, on too long a time horizon. Because if you have goals, for example, that are the end of the year and you're derailed from them, then it's harder to regroup and go, okay, well, I'll, I need to recreate my annual goals, right? So if you guys were to create goals for one year from now and you put in you know, the six, 10 hours it takes to really do that in a detailed way, and then three months from now, stuff happens and you're completely derailed from that. How is that, all that time, all that investment in those goals, how's that going to look? It's going to look like a complete and total waste of time. But it wasn't. Not necessarily. It certainly, it wasn't in one way, but could it have been done better? In other words, what if your plans were on a shorter time frame? So that you'd be able to pivot better. Shouldn't you have both though? I feel like you should have long-term horizon and that leads you. Like I've always been trained, like get your year goal mm-hmm. and back out to what you need to do today. Mm-hmm. And then what, what along, what metrics do you need to hit this month to hit that goal? Agreed. But I'd say the further out your time horizon, the more it's more, the more it's about vision, not plans. So they're end results, not plans. Where, where do you want to get to? Like, yeah. You're not going to have a plan for how to get your life where you want it to be 10 years from now. You can have a goal. You can have a vision. You can have results in mind. But do not create a plan to do that. 
because it'll change too much. Because how you're going to get there, the further out it is, the less information you have. The path for how you're going to get there is going to change. Your plan will not go as planned. Your plan will not go as planned. And one more thing, (laughs) your plan will not go as planned. The longer term out it is, the less likely it is to go as planned. And then what happens? You're disappointed. It upsets you in some way. And then you feel like then you have no plan for a while. You see the problem here? And that's what most people do. Now, can you have dreams? Like, I want to have University of What Matters. You guys know about my dream, right? One day I want to have University of What Matters, 50-acre campus, someplace beautiful like Vermont or Colorado, maybe here in Hawaii, and you know, a bunch of buildings. And it starts as a one-year gap program for you know, 18, 19-year-olds. And you learn things that are useful. I'll teach business, metaphysics, and martial arts because those are the things that are fun for me to teach. And there'll be like a communal kitchen and a performance space and a staff of about 20, 25 people who live there. That's my dream. I have no plan to manifest that. No plan at all. But I have clear and open. That is the business curriculum for that. And I'm working on that this quarter. And at the end of this quarter, I'll have another plan for the next quarter. But I don't have any plan to create University of What Matters. I have a plan to create, to move toward it over the next three months. You know, what what am I going to do? Like start sketching out what the performance space looks like in this place (laughs) now? Why would I do that? You know, you see? So let me get this straight. So what you're doing is you are making short-term plans to do pieces that you know have to be done to create the University of What Matters with no particular timeline as to when all those pieces are going to be completed and in place. Yep. Okay. Not beyond three months. Gotcha. All right. I like it. Because I can barely control the next three months, much less the next year. Yeah. The, the reason I'm, I'm a big fan of the 12-week year, that's what this three-month thing is, 12 weeks. So you do 12 weeks. There's 52 weeks in a year. So you get some bonus weeks to play with in case you get delayed or whatnot. But the, so I'm a proponent of the 12 week year. And the reason is 12, the reason 12 weeks is perfect is because it's long enough that you can accomplish some significant things at the end of a quarter, but short enough that you can keep your head around it. You can't keep your head around a year. Too many things can happen. Right. And they usually do. But 12 weeks, you can make that happen. And even your 12-week goals are not going to go as planned, but you can get them within like 60 or 80%. You have enough information, typically, not always. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, but you have enough information to make the next 12 weeks go more or less as planned. You don't have that for a year. So you can have some goals for the year, but don't make a plan for the year. That's nutty. You just do 12 weeks at a time. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. 
All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.